As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. I'm glad you've decided to check out the Relational Leader Podcast. Whether you're a lead pastor or just a volunteer leader or staff person in your church, we all go through so many things in ministry and we have to make so many decisions and deal with so many things that a lot of times we're unsure of what to do. So I wanted to have a place where we could sit together and have conversations about real topics, real things that we're dealing with, and could glean and grow and get some wisdom from those things. And I think if we do that, then we can all be better if we're learning through this together. So that's the heart of this podcast. I pray that you learn something today, that you grow, and you become better in who you are as a person and as a leader. And I pray today that this podcast blesses you. Well, welcome to all of our listeners today, wherever you're listening from. We're so glad to have you. I'm Kristen, and as always, joined by Pastor Randy. Randy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kristen. So excited about this episode and really all of them, just to try to speak to listeners, pastors, and ministry leaders all over uh, and encourage them where they're at. So thank you. Glad yeah. to be here. <laughs> well, you know, this is, a, this is really your podcast, oh, so yeah, I'm, that's glad true. To, I'm glad to be I here. I should be welcoming you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's going to be a fun uh, episode today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 oh, We pandemic. are in the middle of it. <laughs> we don't know. Are we in the beginning? Are we in we the middle? Don't. Are we in the end? We, where, should, where are we in the timeline? We are just in a warp right now. We are. But we're going to dream today. We're Can gonna, we do that? We're going to dream about what it's going to be like in life after COVID. There is going to be life after COVID. Can, Can we, we just... I want to dream about it. Oh. I want to dream about it. I got, uh, uh, now I'm all excited. Okay, let's get after it. <laughs> if you're enjoying and listening to us today, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, we're going to have some real conversation just about what life, uh, church life really after COVID-19 might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things we don't know, but a lot of things that we can just start talking about and at least thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has the answer. Right. And none um, of us do, but so we're going to dream. We're going to dream. And we are joined by a great friend of yours. Uh, Randy and a local pastor here in Brainton, Sarasota area, Pastor TJ Hankey. Welcome to the table. Hey, thank you so much for having me here today. I am excited to talk about the dream yeah. of life after COVID. Yeah, we, we're dreaming <laughs> a lot right now, aren't we, TJ? It's, we are. We are, man. You know, TJ, I'm honored. Thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Uh, TJ is a pastor here in town. Uh, we pastor together. We're kind of... Um, doing everything we can to reach our city and our communities together. And uh, a great friend, a great partner, your ARC Church plant number? 239. 239. Oh, right. Boy, that's awesome. That's right. You planted in uh, 2012. I did. And uh, we're glad to have you here. You and uh, Leah, the Shore Church mm-hmm. in Sarasota, incredible church, doing great things. And uh, you also are in charge of all the ARC meetups all over the area, which simply means that pastors, by the way, don't do ministry alone. 
That's why this is called the Relational yep. Leader Podcast. We shouldn't do it alone. We should be in relationships with others. Uh, the ARC, uh, the Association of Related Churches, we are a church planting organization. However, uh, what what about after plant? And you need friends and you need people <laughs> you to need do life with. people to call. Exactly. <laughs> and so there are what's called meetups. Why don't you tell us actually, TJ, yeah, what those absolutely. are all about? Okay, so meetups are all about not doing ministry alone. We have meetups all over the state that... I kind of help run and organize things across the state, but we got meetups locally with local pastors. And right now in the midst of COVID, we're even doing Zoom meetups. There you go. Oh, that's which, awesome. Which you think, oh, it can't be that real or that personal, but you know what we've experienced? I get more people to show up and more honest conversation. Because they can come in their pajamas. They, because we have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, that's where Nothing to do. Yes. I've never been so free in my schedule. I feel so guilty on Sunday morning sitting yeah. at home in my PJs watching yep. church, yep. watching myself. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's good preaching. The best. <laughs> so there's all this free time. It's yeah. awesome that they're engaging. Perhaps oh, yeah. this will be something that they'll... Uh, now integrate in our life and see the value and we'll continue to do that. Oh yeah, on a regular basis, right? And, and I've done ministry both ways. I've done it alone and I've done it with friends. And I'll tell you, it is a lot better when we have friends in the room, friends like you, uh, friends like the local pastors that we have here. We have a great group of pastors in our area. So it doesn't matter where people are listening from, they can get involved in meetups like this. Is there a particular place that you could recommend that they go? How do they find out? It would just be on the ARC website? Can yeah, you, it's on the ARC website. There's an events tab. They can scroll through all of the areas uh, on there, and there's just a list of all the events coming up, meetups, expanded meetups, uh, online meetups, even the conferences and things like that, mm-hmm. too. That Which right now, technically... We should be where this when we're recording this. We technically should be in Charleston, South Carolina, right now, mm-hmm. at the Arc, Arc Conference, Conference. Mm-hmm. celebrating twenty years uh, with Arc. I know mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be dreaming today, not know, not sad. That that is reality. So we'll dream about the conference <laughs> yes. and what it's going to be like next year when we gather <laughs> in Charleston. One big party. We're still going to do West Coast Conference though. That's still happening this year uh, in October out west so uh thank god we can dream about that one yeah mm-hmm. i'm ready to that yeah <laughs> that's awesome well uh thank you tj for joining us uh we're gonna have a good conversation today of life after covid which I, who knows right yeah what's normal anymore what are we gonna resume normal what I, is normal even gonna look like i think uh, resuming normal i guess the way i would define it is are we gonna resume having mass gatherings in our buildings and our locations. Absolutely. Yes. I do believe yes. that with all yes. my heart. What is it going to look like and how's it going to function and what are things that we're going to do differently mm-hmm. in light of COVID and in light of what we learned by doing digital church. Yeah. That's what I well, yeah, that's the yes. fun part today. That's the dream. That's right? what we get to talk yeah. about yeah. today. So one day, prayerfully soon, the church physical church doors will open again and mm-hmm. we'll all across the world be able to meet again in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about some of those things. Okay. Um, let's maybe kick off the conversation thinking about what what do you think uh, are some things that are going to look that might look different coming back than you were doing pre-COVID? Yeah, so I think in the beginning stages of coming back, it's not going to be open the doors and come one. Yeah, come it won't all. be just like it was before. Yeah, it's it's going to be in stages. It's mm. similar to the way we kind of l- shut things down. It's going it to open slowly 
turned yeah, off so it'll mm-hmm. slowly turn back on right yeah and so we'll have these different stages and we've be- we're beginning to see some of those stages being revealed from the recommendations of our government and things sure. like that and so we'll we'll get into certain mm-hmm. gathering sizes. Maybe it's 50 people here and 200 people later. And I mean, th- it's an incredible opportunity for us to kind of test our systems on a smaller scale. Yeah. Mm. Are, are we clean enough for 50 people? Are we, <laughs> do we have enough room for kids in this kind of a space? Can we uh, do a service like in these ways, right? And, right. and it's a great kind of, thank you COVID for allowing us to inch our way back in instead of all at once. I think the inconveniences that we all had with travel after 9-11 at first was an encumbrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, man. And it was slow, right? The lines were longer, the getting through, and all of that stuff. It was new to everybody. But now it's just a way of life. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of this that's going to happen. The way that we do church and how we interact or how we clean our facilities and, and the, the things that we do, it'll be cumbersome at first. But then we'll learn the new norm. But mm-hmm. I think life will forever be different now because— of what happened and the potential of these things coming in the future. So, um, but I agree. I think we're going to slowly turn things back on. Uh, I don't think it'll be all in one, like all of a sudden go back to wherever you were and it'll be stations or seasons or, or, or uh, numbers actually on how large the gatherings can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And it, it's going to be interesting too. Some people might not make it all the way back. They're going to stay online for a good portion of their church life. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay in those virtual small groups and zoom mm-hmm. meetings and things like that so the way we do church isn't going to be the same even though we can get our yeah. big gatherings back but yes. there's going to be new opportunity to test new systems in conjunction with our live services i think there are going to be people right that are going to be hesitant mm-hmm. i think of you know uh think of parents they have their first child how many weeks or months do they go before they come to church because they're afraid of putting him in nursery and right. getting sick. And so they're, they're hesitant yeah. because it's unknown, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you get to your third kid, you know. <laughs> you can't get rid of fast Think about yeah. a parent, their first kid, the pacifier falls on the ground. Yeah. They put oh. it in like an autoclaving machine mm-hmm. or something, you know, mm-hmm. right? By the time your third kid, you just spit on it, <laughs> blow on it, and you shove it back in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stop yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you'll be fine. Oh, you know, this yep. has got dirt on it. They'll be fine. <laughs> It's going to be that way for sure. I yeah. think people are going to be hesitant at first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to go back or, mm-hmm. you know, what a major question. What are things that we should do and be thinking about, yep. right, to help people feel at ease to come back to church? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, how do we handle those things? Certainly. And I have a lot of questions surrounding that. Me like, too. I, I'm asking yeah. you. <laughs> come on, well, man. I, help me out. I wish I could have <laughs> asked you first. <laughs> it's a tough question. We need to obviously make sure that we're clean, everything is sanitary, that we create almost a touchless version of church. You know, we're, we're opening doors for people, we're not passing buckets. You know, are uh, those some of the things that you guys are thinking about as yeah. you're as you're as you're dreaming of opening the doors again, mm-hmm. doing things a little different where there's less physical yeah. contact at the mm-hmm. beginning with people. Yeah, we might actually get rid of our our bulletins so that we can just do digital notes because everybody has a cell phone. Yeah, just make it really accessible for people mm-hmm. to get those digital. Some notes. people may want them and some yeah. people may not. I don't know, guys. I really, to be honest with you, I struggle with all this. I am I am not a super cautious person. Uh, in fact, until COVID-19, I didn't wash my hands for 20 seconds, you know, singing the ABCs kind of thing. Yeah. 
Now I do. Of course, I had to learn the ABCs yeah. first. <laughs> then I could wash him for long enough. I'm just not that kind of a person. In fact, I was. Amy and I went on a date night. What do you do on a date night now? You go to Target. Yeah, the <laughs> that's only it. Place open. That's yeah. right. That's right. Thank so, God Target's yeah, essential. Thank God it's essential, right? It gave us something to do, and then we went and got food and sat in a parking lot, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> couldn't go to the beach even and park and I just know. watch the sunset. Anyway, so uh, but anyway, we were there. Some people had on masks and some didn't. I didn't have on a mask, uh, but some people I could tell they felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, when they saw me without a mask on and so if i'm going to want people to come to church what am i going to do as a pastor to mm -hmm. help them feel comfortable i'm not cautious but i'm going to have to not think about me and other yep. people and we're gonna have to come up with these systems yeah yeah uh you know holding the doors for people mm -hmm. and not necessarily greeting them at the or same greeting them a different way maybe not extending a hand but mm -hmm. hey welcome it's so weird. Even yeah. now, I see yeah. you walked in the room, TJ, yeah. and I wanted yeah. to give you a big <laughs> hug. I was like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But, but you know, if you really think about it, mm -hmm. well, if you think about it, this is the way we can love our church the best. Because there are some people who are perspective at of, risk yeah. and they, they, we love them really well by creating environments that are the safest for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't particularly care. Randy, you're obviously you're throwing caution to the wind. I mean, he's at Target without a mask. <laughs> I know. Heaven crazy. forbid. Right. He is crazy. So, yeah. But there's people out there that they can't do that just because of their health risks. Sure. And so I agree. We love people really well by taking the extra precautions and making them available. Like, yeah. sure. We've always offered earplugs for people who want earplugs in our services. I yeah, mean, we've done that too. Yeah. So why? What's different now? It's Good just point. a different parameter. It's just mm -hmm. a different scenario but it's the same precautions we're taking to help people you know sure that's what we do we have wheelchair ramps and we have mm -hmm. all kinds of accessibility things good point i feel like it's the same thing we're just gonna roll it out a little different it's gonna look different it is gonna look a whole yeah. lot different but that's what people are gonna need to feel comfortable to come back for a worship experience and they might check yeah. us out a couple of times online mm -hmm. or to see get feedback you know checking out what's happening so they can know oh, okay well this will be a safe place for me to come back mm -hmm. yeah. and they're going to check us out in a lot of different places i think facebook instagram is a great place to show not even say what we're doing but show hey what well, i noticed that that greeter has gloves on or that they're yeah. open the door for people we don't have to say this is what we're doing but we can show it yeah we yeah. can say thanks to the volunteers that came in this week and helped us clean mm -hmm. well now everybody knows that it's clean yeah right? that's like, great think yeah. about great cleaning the kids classrooms mm -hmm. after every service yeah mm -hmm. to get reset for the next one i mean we all have those protocols for those things as well but we all know how relaxed yeah. We get in those mm -hmm. things because the necessity is not as high as it is now. But and we will have to be overly cautious on those yeah, things. Yeah, and we'll have to, like, I love what you said, show people. Yeah. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to make a habit of telling people what we're doing so that they know mm -hmm. that we're doing everything that we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, totally agree. Do you guys think that it's going to be a challenge to get people to re-engage with physical church now that they've been they've experienced digital community and virtual church when they're still interacting with people. Do you think it's going to be a challenge outside of maybe the health concerns, but just getting people to re-engage on, all right, family, get up, let's shower, let's get dressed. Mm -hmm. got to be at church at nine, 10 o'clock. Um, I think, think the answer to that question is yes and no. 
I really do. Yeah. What I do you don't, mean? Uh, yes, because I think people are getting an incredible experience now. Every church in America. Okay, well, I'll speak for me, and this kind of seems to be an overarching thing. I'm sure there are exceptions, and maybe I'm different than everyone else. But we put too much emphasis on weekend attendance before COVID-19. And now we're all making a huge emphasis on just connecting with people digitally, period, whatever that looks like, from weekend services to growth track to groups, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thank God that we've done that. And, And that's great for people. It's made it very convenient. And it's helped people a lot. So, yes, that is going to make it hard for them to want to come back. However, I think people are starving for relationships. Mm -hmm. I wish that we could just, okay, we're supposed to be a dream. This is dream. Dream world. Let's do it. I wish that we could just have one big weekend (laughs) where all of a sudden it was turned back on and everybody come to church because I would go old school. I go old school revival. Like days. tent revival? Like, like we would have church on Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday Friday, yes. Saturday, and then all service on Sunday and just let it be woo. Just yeah. praise God. Because I think people are starving yeah. for connectivity with their church again. Sure. However, because of the the, the fear, the mm-hmm. caution that we should have, uh it, it, some people are gonna want to stay home. So that's why I answer the question. Yes, yes and, and no. no. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I think a lot is on the individual. I mean, were they engaged in the digital services or not? I mean, if they weren't engaged in the digital, they might actually really be longing to come back to the main mm-hmm. uh, auditorium, mm-hmm. get all that contact. Or if we as a church haven't done a great job engaging online, some people drift. Yeah, Maybe they've engaged with another church, mm-hmm. but we're dreaming. I'm not supposed to yeah, that's say not that a kind dream. of That's a bad dream. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Now I'm nervous. They're like, go you're going to the shore. Terrible thought. Yes. You're welcome at the shore. <laughs> you, all of you. <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be different mm-hmm. parameters for different people. Personalities. Yep. Uh, some people are the huggers, you know, mm-hmm. and they've been locked away by themselves for six, eight weeks. I don't know how long they're going to be by themselves. They need a hug. They're going to show up. They're going to run through the doors trying to hug people, right? Well, you know, they're going to be there. They were hospitality people. Okay, your frontline people. Once they arrive on property or all your hospitality people, you know, parking, not so much so touch, you know, they see people, they interact there, but it's when they're walking into the building, they want a hug, they want a high five, mm-hmm. they're the, you know, the sanguines, you know, I just can't wait to, we're going to have to train them Yeah. yeah. new protocols. Listen, you're going to have to be super smiley and loving and encouraging <laughs> yeah. from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Like we really are going to have yeah. to address all of that. And and I would say as pastors, you need to start thinking about that and start planning for that and creating some video training like what I would do. And what we are going to do is we're going to create videos, tutorials, hospitality. Here's how you're going to now function in this regard and yeah. send it to everybody. So there's online training. So when they come back, they're they're ready for that because that is the reality of what yeah. we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. 100%. And there needs to, those adjustments need to be made mm-hmm. uh, again, because that's how we love people really well yeah. is to, to make sure we're connecting with them in the way they really need to be connected with. Yeah, that's good. So, so kind of speaking of that example, Randy, that you just gave, you know, for those listening pastors, ministry leaders in this time, uh, when this podcast airs, what do you guys think is the things that are the things that they should be working on, focusing on 
right now to begin to be prepared for loving people well in that re-entry? Like if you had to say, you know, I'd really, I'd really focus on this and this and that. What's some practical things that you would encourage them? Maybe things that you yourself are doing, leading your staff through. You want to speak to that? I, uh, I mean, for me, I think what we have to do is in every ministry area, you're going to have to think of social distancing. In other words, how do we maintain six feet of distance uh, as people are entering our ministry area? How do we do that uh, in context of your ministry specific area? Yeah. Hospitality, kids. I, I don't know how you're going to do that with kids. I think you're going to have to do it as workers in greeting families and people when they come into that ministry area in your growth track rooms or as people are entering auditoriums, like you said, uh, bulletins, how are we going to handle those things? Are we going to do them all digital now? I think if you would just in your mind, think through every ministry area, how do I do this and social distance? How do I marry these two thoughts together? So I think it's going through a fine tooth comb with every ministry area on how to do that. I know we're now, Starting next week, we're going to start mm-hmm. planning through every ministry area. How is that going to happen? Because here in Florida, we're likely to have in another two to three weeks to start allowing some gatherings to come back. So we're going to start really working on that. Where are you guys at? Yeah, uh, we're similar situation. Uh, kids is the biggest struggle, you, I you, think. That's, you that's keep probably kids, you know? a big yeah. question <laughs> you a lot like, of Put them in bubble have. balls or something? Yeah. Like, hey. How do you do this? <laughs> don't like, touch your yeah, Mr. Four-year-old. Right, it's like, going to be difficult. Don't eat that Cheeto. <laughs> so I think what we're going to have to do is reduce class sizes and multiply mm. the number of classes mm. to kind of keep the numbers low enough to really get the ratios that we want for maximum safety and parent comfort, right? Like if, if, if a really parent, parent is uncomfortable, loving them it's, well. it's That's not, what yeah. Said, yeah. I That's think it. when it comes to that, how do you give people comfort? You know what I've always mm-hmm. done? This is true of hurricane relief that we've done in, mm-hmm. in situations here in Florida. Mm-hmm. We deal with those yes, too, right, DJ? Yes, yes, uh, And in situations like this, how do we make people feel at ease? I'm not going to go above and beyond what the CDC recommends. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live, I'm going to minister, I'm going to lead this church in line with what they're saying. So if mm-hmm. they say uh, churches could have gatherings, uh, we recommend you don't have more than 250 people. Uh, or, or even if they say with childcare, in other words, daycares and such, mm-hmm. that you limit the sizes to 10 kids or whatever it is, we're just going to follow those. So rather than coming up with our own parameters, yeah, I'm going to allow them to determine the parameters and I'm going to lead through those things so that people can feel ease. We're following. When you be able to say we're following everything that the CDC is telling us to do, Exactly. I mean, right. Shouldn't that bring comfort? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you doing or planning on in the auditorium, the main room, if they say you can only have 250 people in that room? How well, are you going to limit those numbers? Some, some, uh, that's some a of great our, question. Yeah, that's not a dream, y'all. This is, <laughs> we I are feel supposed anxiety. to be dreaming right now. <laughs> I think there's a mental health episode. That, yeah, that's that coming. You, yeah. you can check um, that out. I've got to go back and listen <laughs> to that one to after this one. <laughs> God, I'm going to be busy. I can't get on that Zoom yeah. call for the ARC meetup now. Thanks Sorry, a lot, man. Right? Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I would I would say that there are some of our locations which will be easier to manage that and others not so. So if I had to guess as of right now, and once again, I think we need to plan, you know, maybe a month out, but it needs to be organic in such a way that we're, we're 
changing as we get closer to those mm-hmm. times. Maybe mm-hmm. guidelines or parameters change. So be fluid and be flexible. That's good. Pastors. So plan a, a month out, but reevaluate and yeah. be flexible. So we're right now two week. months out, like a, a series and a thought, but it's it's so loosely planned. Yeah. Yeah. That is is written, you know, in pencil in sand. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. Okay, you know what I mean. You got to hold on loosely. <laughs> it's a holding on really loosely. Yeah, but yeah. The, the closer we get to uh, the the D Day, in other words, church this weekend or whatever, things are very nailed down. So it's okay to plan far out, but but be fluid. Yeah. So be more concrete, you know, each week, mm-hmm. and as the weeks go out, get less and less planned. So that that's I think an overall principle now when it comes to the answer your question yeah gatherings i would say that um for us what we're going to do is probably like we've done with other large gatherings before christmas and easter kind of thing mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do tickets yeah uh Kristen, you actually uh are the the brainchild behind how we run our ticketed events so would you talk to people there's systems and things that they can use and so uh talk about that but here's let me give the principle yeah. behind it uh, if there's only 250 people, then we will do tickets. And once those are out, we'll do another service. So we may be running four or five or seven services mm. on a Sunday yeah. to try to accommodate as many people we can in our large gatherings like the the broadcast campus here mm-hmm. for us. Uh, and then once the seats are gone and the tickets are gone, then it, it is what it is. So uh, that's how we're going to manage that in our campuses. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I've been thinking about that with kids ministry especially mm. because sometimes kids are an unknown mm-hmm. some services you've got you know 30 percent of your total attendance is Indeed. kids depending who shows up yeah, and the next that. service it's 15 sure. percent. so how do you maybe pre-registration with kids is a really important one yeah. too yeah i uh, think you well. can set parameters for that when people mm-hmm. are getting tickets it could be uh, tickets and for for kids or everybody in your family and we can mm-hmm. manage it that way yeah but there's a whole system yeah, yeah there's, there's so there's several free ticket systems out there that which is great because it's something like this doesn't cost a church any right. money or anything but we have found that it really has helped us manage crowds um we've only used it in kind of these extra heavy services like christmas and easter but it's worked really well um and so kind of the equation that we have figured out is that we in order to get a full service we would oversell tickets by about 20 percent so we know and 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 history has told us that if we oversell by about 20 percent then the people that are actually going to show up are going to be right around the number that we actually have the ability to hold and can take care of and that even leaves room for people who show up without a ticket um, and so we, that's kind of the equation that we use it works really well. And, and then when that, when that, that number of tickets have been reserved, then you no longer can do that. Right. And so it sort of forces somebody to then have to choose what's the other time that's going to work for my family. And, and we spend a lot of time looking at what options and time options we're going to give people so that we can try to create the best times, most optimal seats at optimal times yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see if we have to do that here as we reopen up physical doors. Um, it, 
we could have some really odd odd times or perhaps maybe it's balanced with some online stuff so it's a real easy easy thing that uh, and we can even link to some of the resources i know we have so many resources on your website mm-hmm. uh, randybizet.com yeah. and uh in some of those uh covid19 documents we can even link to kind of some of those websites and things that churches can can look into. yeah that'd be great because you said there's three or four of them there's that people can use that are free websites. so once again yeah we they can, can link to that yeah that would be great we'll put yeah. that on there as well and i think it's going to be pastors just listen uh we're talking about this like we've got it all figured out but we don't and (laughs) that's the truth none of us really know how this is all going to work so i think it's fun to talk about it uh for me this is how i lead the church i gather information i talk to other people that's called wisdom that's biblical and it's through that information i feel it at ease about how i think i should lead this church And then we try some things and I realize, oh, that worked or that didn't work. And we adjust and we make changes and then we move forward. It's okay to lead like that during this time. In fact, it's the only way to lead right now because Mm -hmm. there are so many unknowns. So we're going to try exactly what you were just talking about. Tickets and service times and well, what happens if more than Change 250 week week. people yeah. show up? Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. well, we got to find an overflow room that does, you know, yeah. keeping people separated and not everybody can sit in a seat. We're going to have to. Every Rearrange other seat. chairs I mean, or who yeah. knows? Well, we we haven't done the same service twice since this whole thing started, mm-hmm. and I'm not anticipating doing them the same for the next six, eight mm-hmm. weeks either, right? right? We, you learn, you grow, you shift, you change, mm-hmm. and you just need to make sure you're not so set in stone that you can't do that, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it, that's how we get ready for COVID to end. That's <laughs> the dream. not being like, ready. Like, just, <laughs> dream about not wing, being ready. Winging a prayer. But you, but you know, that's got to be comforting to all of our oh, listeners yeah. right now that that you don't have it all figured out. Like, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's okay. It's true. Like, we're gonna, you know, that's what I love about this podcast. I love about ARC. I love about Relate is that we're all in this together. And uh, this network of churches and people that we mm-hmm. have, I think this podcast might just be one of many conversations that mm-hmm. are had about, mm-hmm. hey, did that work for you? And what are some maybe ways that pastors and ministry leaders can stay connected in this as we're all trying to figure this out together? And what what we say right now, by the time this podcast releases, let's just be honest, like we might be like, that was a terrible idea. Yeah, that why was, did, that was so three days say, ago. Why did we say that? <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah. So, so let's maybe wrap this conversation and just kind of encourage pastors and like, mm-hmm. how do how do we kind of all stay in this together and and uh, let's encourage people as they're dreaming mm-hmm. and having no idea what to do. Yeah, I think you need friends. That's it. You need other pastors. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Listening to mm-hmm. podcasts like this, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me, it's it's trying to feel the the church. You are their pastor. No one knows them like you do. So you you have to ask questions like, God, help me know where our people are and speak to in program services and ministries in such a way that speaks to where they are. Here, For example, when we first started doing all this, all of our broadcast services were like we're sitting around in a family room. It was very reflective and kind of real warm. And we've started transitioning now to doing church services very similar to what it's like when people come to church Mm -hmm. it's it's morphing back into what things are going to be as Mm -hmm. well so realize to just be okay to try some things and and be willing to change some things and just ask the lord god i'm their pastor i'm their leader how can i lead them and help them and by all means let me just say this pastor and leaders 
the relational time that you're putting into connecting with them, your people, your leaders, your volunteers, your attendees, all of that, never, ever let that die. Mm-hmm. We are literally mm-hmm. calling everyone in our database. Yeah. Like yeah. we're calling yeah. everyone in our database. That That is a daunting task. I would have never in a million years ever even think <laughs> no. that we're going to do that. Yeah. Right. And people are loving it and we're doing it. This Guess what? We're going to do this from now Keep on it going. until yeah. Jesus comes mm-hmm. back. Why would we not? So be flexible in how you move forward. Embrace what has worked really well in the past. And remember, people come to your church. Yes, they want to be encouraged and hear a good sermon and kids ministry and all that but they want to feel needed and they want to feel known mm-hmm. and and you've done that greater than ever before because all you're doing now is digitally connecting yeah let's absolutely. not forget that right oh yeah absolutely what about you guys man i'm gonna say my biggest lessons in this season is like we've said before don't do ministry alone mm-hmm. like if i'm trying to figure out all of this by myself with my team and no outside input i'm not I'm not going to be as good as I think I should right. be, right? Like I'm, I'm not as good as I think I. You never am, know right? how weird pastors get when they're all alone. Yeah, yeah, they have some weird thoughts, you know. And so it's true. There's a lot of weird stuff goes on we've when been, you're doing it alone. We've been okay. working from home from too long. Yeah, right. We've been with our kids for too get long. On a like Zoom call, just, man. You need relationships, and you need a friend to tell you that's a terrible idea. That's yeah. a good. You know, that's, that's a good friend. Yeah, that's what you when need. They tell you. Yeah, listen, I, let me tell you how you know you have a you have a good friend. They tell you those things. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, when you have something on your teeth, you yeah. got a booger in your nose, and then you leave, and you look in the mirror, and you go, wow, they didn't tell me. Yeah, and they're not your yeah. friend. Yeah, they're not your friend. Okay. They don't like you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my dream for COVID. Wonderful dream. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm coming to the shore after <laughs> yeah. all this. Yeah. Just keep dreaming. Keep we'll, dreaming. We'll figure it out together. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. TJ, thanks for for coming and being part of the conversation. And, it is a real um, pleasure. Thank love that you we guys. get to pastor this city together. So we'll, I'm sure there'll be many conversations that you and Randy have from here as we figure this out. 100%. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're yes. going to keep sharing ideas. <laughs> so, We've been doing that a lot, and we will continue to do that as well. That's what it's about. TJ, you, thank you, man. Thank you. I, it's such thank an you for honor. Your friendship and helping me with these pastors and all you do for the ARC all over the state of Florida. And in our area with meetups, man, you're a great leader. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. And Kristen, thanks for hosting. Pastor Randy, of course, you're just an absolute stud when it comes to this kind of stuff. You are one of the most relational leaders I've ever met. Actually, you are the most relational leader I've ever met. Cool. And an incredible human being. And on behalf of every pastor listening to this, we are thankful for your life and your ministry. Good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You can come back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing tomorrow? (laughs) Nothing. It's COVID-19. I got nothing. Nothing on the schedule. Well, um, several of the resources that we talked about today, as well as some other COVID-19 resources, are going to be all linked on randybezet.com. You can visit that, and uh, uh, you'll see that uh, right when you log in. Uh, on that homepage. So thank you again for joining us, gentlemen, and those of you listening. We look forward to having you back on the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.